Hello, and welcome to Partially Redacted, a podcast where we discuss privacy and security engineering and related topics. I'm your host, Sean Falconer, and today I'm joined by Coldeep Tomar, Head of Information Security at Games 24-7, and we'll be talking about data protection and the potential impact of India's DPDP law. Coldeep, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Son. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. It's uh, great to uh, see you again. Uh, we met, you know, back in, in May and on a trip I had in Mumbai, but for those listening, let's have you start by introducing yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Thanks, Don. So, hi, everyone. My name is Kuldeep Tomar. So, currently, I'm working with Games24x7, a large online gaming company in India, as CISO. I have more than two decades of experience in information security. I have served in multiple technical and functional roles as CISO, IT director, security architect, and a program manager. Um, I, I, I can share my experience on data privacy over here. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you got a fantastic depth and breadth of experience. What is sort of your like range of responsibilities as CISO at Games uh, 24-7? So here, uh, what I do, uh, so I take care of uh, multiple verticals. So that includes uh, cloud security, uh, product security, uh, the GRC, and uh, helping organization on the overall uh, Im- uh, improving the ma- uh, the security posture of the organization. So that's what I do over here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then today I want to, you know, dive into a little bit of how to think about essentially protecting data and why that is such an important uh, responsibility essentially for uh, the security organization. I think that many people think of cybersecurity can a lot of times like primarily as controlling access to data to the data but from your experience like why is it important to emphasize the protection of the data itself beyond just purely the access control yeah that's a very good question and that um, and that gives a um, uh, you know a lot of context to the all the uh, all the users who are uh, listening to it so uh, data as you understand is a uh, new oil globally right so not only corporates uh, need data to run their business even all governments uh, political parties public sector organizations need data for their survival so i can quote some example government need all citizens data to plan their new initiative and benefits uh, public sector they need data to plan their operations uh, the uh, and the corporates need data for their marketing campaigns operations. This data is required and accessed within the organization and with uh, external third parties as well. Uh, the, at the same point of time, uh, the external adversaries or um, you know uh, the malicious people they are also looking for this data to target the organizations. So this data cannot be simply protected by access control. If someone has access, they can access uh, this data. This data only need to be accessible on uh, on the need to know basis. So we need to think about uh, only who required to access this data within the organization, even outside of the organization. We need to minimize the access and all access of the data, we need to track it. So. And this require uh, 
proper tools and techniques. We need to think about uh, proper access control. We need to think about uh, encrypting this data. We need to uh, think about uh, anonymizing this particular data. So these are very different, uh, you know, tools and techniques uh, which goes beyond the access control. Yeah, and you mentioned the idea of like the you know data being the new oil, which is I think something that's uh, people have been thinking about the last few years, and I think it's you know even more relevant today where we're in this sort of uh, like AI revolution that's happening right now, and really what powers all these like large language models and generative AI is the data. Like it really is not just an AI revolution, it's the data revolution too. So there's power in the data and company data, maybe even more so than ever we've seen in, in the past because of what we can now do with these uh, essentially innovations that are happening in the AI space. In terms of this shift of access control versus just uh, to data protection, do you think that that is something that has become sort of more uh, like relevant or more of a pressing concern as companies have shifted to the cloud. So, you know, previously, if you had you're, you know, basically a server in a closet somewhere, then it's like, well, we need to you know, prevent somebody from accessing the closet. But then when you start to use, you know, public cloud systems or, you know, other essentially, uh, you know, available cloud systems where someone could be remote attacking those systems from anywhere in the world, it's not just about like, access control, they could get access to the data. And then how do you actually you know, stop them from decrypting it? Or if it's, or even if it's not encrypted, then that's an even a major, uh, you know, a bigger issue. Yeah. So what I can say, this is, there is a, um, uh, you know, uh, the complete, uh, the paradigm shift, uh, how we used to work around a few years back and how we work now. And cloud has played a major role uh, about it. Um, the major thing we can think about all the organizers who are working uh, working now they need a scalability and before cloud we couldn't uh, we could never think about uh, you know that uh, elasticity right so if some company they need to scale their operations uh, multiple times multifold time they can do it immediately but that also uh, cause lot of data sharing between different systems, we have seen uh, you know large uh, large number of API being created, which are publicly exposed. Um, you know different microservices, which are kind of do data sharing between them. Between them, then we started uh, looking at the Gen AI thing, which is kind of uh, processing large set of data. Everyone need data, and uh, the data is um, so. Um, the the uh, you know system where uh, you know which are based on uh, the data processing only so for that matter any uh, large language model processing any nlp processing processing any uh, gen i uh, gen ai thing you need large set of data you cannot predict uh, any outcome or intended outcome without uh, giving large data set to it so um, Everyone need data, but what is important, that's data privacy. So data privacy, uh, we can say that, um, you know, although uh, we are giving uh, lots of benefit in, in return to the users, but they should have the right control on it. And that's about the data, uh, data privacy. So um, this shall be in the, um, you know, 
uh, within the control of the data subject, like how they want to uh, give the control back to the uh, the the data controller or the company who are who are processing their data. So that's very much important. And another thing comes uh, the privacy and security. So uh, we can say that without security, there is no privacy unless you have the right set of control. You have the right control uh, when uh, what to process, and uh, the uh, processing has to be done with the consent. But if there is no security uh, uh, over there, you cannot uh, say that this da uh, the data privacy is there. And uh, privacy, we can look at this goes one step further uh, beyond security, because in security you need to uh, look at you need to uh, prevent your organization, your system from outside or external people. But privacy, you need to control even uh, data from the inside, uh, inside as well. So if someone is kind of having the unlimited access of your data internally, this is as good as a hacker is having access data externally. So we need to be very uh, cautious about um, you know how this uh, you know data need to be con the access need to be controlled. And we need to make it uh, secure. The secure access we need to think about. And this system is going to be evolved only. Today we are uh, talking about processing of data in a terabytes, a petabyte. It's going to uh, go grow only. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. You know, I think that one of the things you mentioned there that is really important is you know, uh, like privacy really comes down to like control from the data subject's point of view is like. What is this company doing with my data? Who has access to the data? Can I remove the data? All these types of things are essentially, the company essentially needs to be able to comply with those types of requests and, and having that level of transparency with whoever their data subject is, like their, their customer essentially. And the you also mentioned that that's not just access to the data isn't purely people who are external to the company. It's also like who within the company has access to the information because you know, a lot of attacks come down to uh, sometimes like disgruntled employees or someone who's like socially engineered to giving out their credentials and that person has way too much access to the data. Like you, you, essentially you don't want someone who once they penetrate the the, the fence, that you, the security fencing that you put up, they, you know, have open access to everything just because they've just you know, sniffed someone's credentials that within the company, that's, that's a major issue. And then the other thing I think is with the cloud and now companies, we rely on so many different third-party systems. Like you could be sharing the data with Snowflake. You could be sharing the data with your CRM, Salesforce, your marketing automation, HubSpot, your email relay, all these different places need that data. So the number of like ingress and egress uh, uh, endpoints for a company has scaled massively from what it was, you know, 10, you know, it's certainly 20 years ago. How are companies and based on your experience, like essentially getting control over the sheer number of like places that data can end up with, what are the types of technologies that they have to invest in to actually make sure that they're protecting the data, not just uh, essentially controlling access? Yeah, so uh, that's again a very good question, right? Uh, because we cannot uh, just rely on, um, you know, uh, rely on the data sharing with third parties, it could be any upstream vendor or it could be any downstream vendor too, uh, right? So 
The very first thing which comes into my mind, we need to think about data classification and uh, mapping. So unless you classify your data, you kind of, uh, you know, put a, um, and this classification has to be on the basis of sensitivity and importance of this particular data. So if this is uh, PIE data, we need to think about bolting it in a centralized place and access has to be very controlled and only uh, when uh, some th third party, uh, they need, um, uh, you know, this data, this data need to be shared, but in a controlled manner, all the data uh, we doesn't need to share with them. So nowadays we are, uh, like you said, we are seeing a number of, um, uh, you know, system, whether HRMA system, uh, you know, we have integration with XYZ vendor. For any financial system, we have the integration with, um, uh, you know, some major, uh, you know, companies who provide uh, the financial suite. So different kind of uh, vendor uh, and some of vendor, they keep uh, the data very secure, but some of them, they kind of, uh, you know, process and, and they further share the data with the, um, you know, with their in integration. So first thing we need to think about putting a right inventory, putting a data classification and do a right kind of mapping of the system. So once this, um, the classification is in place, we start putting, uh, you know, some control surrounding this one. When uh, this data need to be shared, this data need to be encrypted. So the storage where this data need to be uh, stored, this need to be encrypted. If we are uh, having integration with third party, the flow of this data that need to be uh, again encrypted. Um, uh, and 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 we need to uh, sensitize uh, people uh, uh, people in the company as well, right? What to share, when to share, and uh, do we have the required um, uh, you know protection? Um, whether it's uh, in terms of legal contract or whether in terms of security controls, we need to be very uh, very uh, careful about data sharing. So. Uh, and and all the data that need to be uh, uh, you know kind of uh, we need to have the the the, the tracking so most of uh, we uh, now nowadays we see uh, you know lots of uh, you know api integration so uh, we need to be very careful about uh, you know uh, passing data to different api unless we have kind of uh, the audit mechanism which uh, api is kind of uh, using which data how they are processing it. So I can think about different mechanism putting um, putting a, a process surrounding this one uh, for uh, whether you are doing a, your risk assessment uh, risk assessment for the vendors. Uh, you are classifying your data. You are putting the required uh, control, uh, security control to sharing the data. You are encrypting your data and uh, be prepared, uh, uh, you know, for the data resiliency as well. So if you have in case, if anything happens, you are prepared. So those are some of the uh, methods I can think of uh, while, uh, you know, you share the data, but be prepared. Um, so uh, be pro uh, proactive uh, in, in your... Um, um, 
in uh, you know be proactive and prevention and mitigation these are the key things uh, for your company you know that's obviously it's a lot to keep in your head <laughs> but uh, <laughs> how so how are like the different functional areas within your organization typically working with the the CISO department or working with you to make sure that they're doing the right things like whether that is an engineering team that's doing some sort of data collection a data science team that's doing some sort of you know modeling or analytics uh, to people who are purchasing uh, vendor solutions within the organization. So uh, this is uh, very distributed, I would say. So yeah, I need to work a lot with different groups. So for that matter, engineering team. Um, you know, first, very first thing to make them aware, you know, uh, why this data security is very critical for us because for engineering team, their priority is uh, rolling out the different features. And rolling out the feature, they need, uh, you know, they want uh, data to be, uh, you know, available to them. But um, then I need to work with them to un make them understand, okay, we cannot uh, share uh, this data so liberally. Uh, it has to be centralized and the, um, you know, we, uh, talked about few of the data principles uh, like data security principle that this has to be the uh, minimized access has to be there and before um, you know sharing user uh, before we collect uh, data from any of the user uh, we need to have the right consent in agent place and the processing of the data has to be as per the uh, you know consent given by the user so this is very much important when we, when I talk to my uh, engineering team or data science team, they understand these concepts and they put the right control while building up the system. So uh, this is kind of to and fro with them. Sometimes they come up with any, any unique feature requirement where uh, they say like if we flow this data, uh, data from one system to another system, we keep a local database over there. Uh, how to how to make sure that data protection is in place. So those kind of thing. And apart from that, these, these are not just the uh, only teams which I have worked with. So like finance team that also has critical role to play. Uh, procurement, to, procurement team who does the uh, vendor selection, but they take help of uh, the CISO function for the security assessment of the uh, uh, you know, any vend, uh, for vendor selection. So, um, uh, I work closely with all the uh, group and make sure they understand uh, why we are doing it and uh, why it is important. Because if we, are, we don't put the basic, uh, you know, data protection is in place, it's very difficult to be comply with uh, upcoming regulations. So that's what we are trying to do, putting the right process is in place. They understand the data protection policy. They understand, um, you know, in engineering, uh, how to use the, this data and what are the right set of controls they need to put in. Even same with uh, data science team. So you mentioned regulations there. And one of the things that I wanted to talk a little bit about was India's Digital Personal Data Protection or DPTP Act, which was passed this past summer. And, you know, companies operating in India have until next year in 2024 to comply with the requirements of the law. How does a strong, like, data protection strategy improve an organization's ability to respond to the 
yeah, essentially the data breaches and security instances are mandated by the DPDP. Yeah, so I can talk about again uh, the basic principle and how to uh, you know meet the requirement of uh, DPDP, um, you know, digital personal data protection act. So uh, some of the basic principles are like, uh, you know, we need to collect only the uh, necessary data. So that's the uh, first of the very basic principle that we need to identify the specific, specific purpose for which we are collecting personal data. And we should not, we shall not use, uh, you know, um, this data for any other purpose. So if there is any additional requirement, additional, um, you know, feature need to be built, we need to go back to the user again and ask them to give a consent of this particular, uh, you know, requirement. Second, uh, we need to think uh, the another principle that we need to limit uh, the data processing, right? So once data is collected, organizations should, uh, they should limit the processing. Uh, what is the specific purpose, right? So I have already spoken about uh, this one, but we need to think about implementing the strict control as well, that this data is not used for any other purpose. So we need to have the right policy, right process, right security control over there. Uh, the third principle is that, uh, you know, we should retain the data for uh, the minimum uh, time only. So if it's a three months, six months, one year, we need to have the retention policies in place and we need to keep the data only for that specific period only, right? The another uh, thing is, uh, which is, uh, which this, uh, uh, you know, uh, the regulation talk about that we need to uh, think about, um, uh, you know, uh, anonymizing or pseudonymization of the data as well, because you cannot keep the data in um, in a plain text. And um, then it's, uh, so any kind of security loopholes, they, this data is kind of accessible uh, to the, uh, you know, adversaries. So um, anonymization is going to make their uh, job difficult, although it's not impossible, but it's going to make their life difficult, right? Uh, then we need to think about consent and transparency. So we need to uh, think about consent to be taken for any kind of data use, and we need to be transparent with the uh, users. The another thing uh, which law talk about the data protection impact assessment, right? So uh, uh, for any kind of risk, uh, look at the risk associated with the data. Unless you do the data protection impact assessment, you don't know the risk associated with the uh, data. Uh, another thing I can, uh, which law talk about or the act talk about that regular auditing and review of uh, your uh, process, right, your system. So these are the key thing which we which every organization need to think about why they are um, uh, you know uh, collecting this data from the user and whether they have the required process uh, and tools uh, are in place whether they are encrypting this data whether they are anonymizing this data they are doing a regular audit and assessment so those things uh, need to be in place for the organization to make the uh, you know, uh, to secure uh, data. 
and you are not securing data for just company you are securing data for uh, users as well you are give, giving them uh, you know trust that uh, whatever data they are sharing with you that's uh, secure with the organization so our motto is to provide a secure gaming platform is are you seeing in india more like a gr- i guess like more knowledge or concerns from consumers when they use certain types of products with regards to how that company might be using their data is there kind of like more concern i guess about how is someone actually using this information and is is the company uh like abusing essentially the data that they're collecting uh, that's a uh, one of the phenomena uh, i would say soon that uh, you know one of the thing uh, and that's somewhat truth as well uh, right uh, that uh, you know after data collection uh, that data is shared with uh, for other purpose so for that matter if i am taking um, you know services of xyz company who is providing xyz service they take this data and they share with the third party for marketing and campaigning purpose and at the end these marketing and campaigning um, company they are not having technical expertise uh, to secure this data and this data is uh, then um, might be shared with the uh, you know for uh, you know third party it might be sold it might be shared um, it it could be anything because they don't we don't have that kind of tracking available so unless you are having the right security control like uh, only um, you know um, you know like user can only uh, you know use one data at one point of time that's very difficult to protect this data because this data is in a bulk shared with the third party so uh, and people when they start getting call multiple time and when they have shared their number with one company only they uh, this is kind of miss uh, you know uh, that's trust deficit right they say they feel that the data is kind of sold with different companies and this trust deficit uh, may uh, this lead to uh, you know they think that everyone uh, you know co- collect this data and share with the other company so um, yeah so that's uh, one factor is there but um, now uh, come after this dpdp act company they have to be very careful while sharing the data because any uh, complaint may lead to some kind of heavy fine to the organizations so you just can't uh, freely share the data right you need to have the right security control and uh, the kind of guidelines uh, this government has come up with uh, that's a very good uh, framework and uh, if uh, organization they have started following this framework uh, they um, you know this will provide them good framework for data security pardon the interruption but it's me Sean the host talking to you directly i hope you're enjoying the episode and if so please subscribe and leave a positive rating or review You can also join the partially redacted community at skyflow.com slash community to make show suggestions, interact with me, other listeners, and privacy experts and enthusiasts. All right, now back to the show. So you mentioned a lot of things around what someone, you know, operating a business in India will need to do in order to comply with DPDP. What about in terms of companies with global presence? Is there constraints around transferring data internationally things like data sovereignty that they also need to uh you know figure out and navigate uh 
yeah india is all about uh, you know providing services uh, globally right so their workforce they are not uh, just limited to providing services within india only they are kind of global workforce and uh, all the organization they kind of provide um, uh, you know uh, their services to global organizations as well so um, all the organizations now who provide global services they need to be compliant with the digital personal data protection act right and uh, for this one um, you know uh, for um, you know to understand um, the regulations well because you just you don't need to just follow the dpdp you need if you are providing services to european region um you need to understand the gdpr as well if you are providing services to us client you need to understand the ccpa so you need to understand different data uh, sovereignty uh, laws right you need to understand one by one then um, um according to dpdp one of the um, and although government was not very stringent about the data localization but i can see like it will be coming in the future in my view that's my personal view that um, you know they uh, the companies they need to start thinking about uh, the data localization how they are storing this data uh, where they are keeping this data whether they have the right set of control over there uh, then then after data storage uh, we need to start thinking about how we are sharing this data um, you know globally so do we have some standard contractual clauses in place or do we have um, you know winding corporate rules are also in place and um, whether this is approved by dpdp or this is not approved by dpdp uh, so um, and about other few things uh, which i can think of uh, you know again those uh, basic uh, you know all the required data security controls come into the place uh, that's like encryption security uh, data impact assessment whether uh, you know even we are serving to global uh, companies or global users whether we are uh, following the right cons um uh, we are following the, the consent management and we are keeping a transparency with the uh, users so those are set of controls uh, which will apply across for all the global uh, you know data privacy law as well but some mm-hmm. localization uh, to individual uh, data protection law so gdpr may have some clauses which might be different from dpdp and uh, ccpa which is comparatively um, you know having different set of fines different set of uh, uh, you know clauses so somewhere the uh, some government they are very strict somewhere the governments are very lenient too yeah so it's a, it's a lot to navigate regardless of sort of where you're operating the business and it's getting more and more complicated yes. what do you think is the biggest challenge companies and operating in India are going to face with complying with the, you know, the data privacy regulations there? Like, do you think it's the data residency sovereignty issue, or do you think it's something else that they're going to, like, from a technology standpoint, is going to be difficult to, to comply with? Uh, it's more than of technology. What I would say that, um, you know, one of the complicated part is to follow the, uh, you know, diverse uh, uh, regulatory um, laws. 
so your uh, asian laws might be very different from the uh, you know from the european law or european laws are very different from the uh, you know uh, the usa law so there is a different uh, all those they there are certain similarity but there are many um, uh, you know um, many differences too so uh, for example like japan uh, japan uh, data privacy regulation is very different from uh, south korea or singapore uh, we, which is a kind of having a stringent law uh, in comparison to uh, you know india which is kind of they have started with dpdp but they are not very stringent the another thing which comes into the picture language and cultural barriers too right so different uh, geography um, they are having different culture so somewhere um, you know language uh, you know that could be one of the uh, cult- language and cultural barrier that also come into the picture so if a user is using uh, japanese uh, you know product or website and if he doesn't understand uh, the language or culture very well um, you know uh he may not be provide the right consent right so that has uh, that also one of the factor uh, come into the picture then uh, some companies they are very particular about data transfer uh, restrictions so if uh, country xyz many people are aware they are very stringent about data transfer restrictions uh, you know which country i'm talking about <laughs> so even they won't like to have uh, you know external system running they want to build any uh, everything uh, within their country they want to have the data transfer very restricted uh, right and some countries uh, which are very kind of um, uh, you know i guess i can say uh, very much concerned about they don't consider the user subject right um, uh, you know um they they are not very good about them right so if someone data for their sovereignty purpose if they wish to take the data for their users they will take it right and you can't uh, stop them whether you are x country by country it has to be uh, uh, you know they are very particular about the the, the sovereignty and using the data right so these are the certain uh, challenges geography wise um, uh, you know data transfer restriction uh, some countries they are not very good about um, data subject right some countries they are very much concerned about so uh, different geography different countries and different uh, challenges but i feel that the languages localization um, and and a different kind of uh, regulatory law which is kind of major um, um, you know you can say uh, could be the um, you know challenges about data privacy yeah so there's both like sort of unpacking that a little bit there's there's both there's technical challenges but then there's also sort of these cultural challenges where you know if you're a business that's not japanese for example and you're operating in japan you might just like mess up the consent and not really like understand <laughs> how to like articulate that in the local yeah. language and yeah. you know, that's also compliant with the law what is your sort of practical advice for you know other cso's and other you know companies out there that are 
striving to enhance both their, you know, their core uh, approach to data protection as well as navigate DPDP. Yeah. So what uh, I can recommend, um, um, you know, so on. Uh, so again, we need to think about. Um, you know, working from the, uh, you know, from the foundation layer only, like what is expected from certain regulations. So uh, very first thing to understand uh, the regulations uh, very well. So that's the key. Second thing is, uh, you know, awareness uh, within the organization. So you need to uh, work with your senior management, board members, um, uh, you know, your CXO layer, they also need to understand, uh, you know, about um, the different regulations and the, uh, you know, data privacy. Uh, that's uh, another uh, key item for them. So um, that's so. My advice is that you thoroughly understand the specific requirement and obligations for uh, any regulations, right? The another advice uh, which comes for them, uh, you know, uh, help organization to uh, map the data landscape or understand the data flow, right? So you have to uh, have the right inventory of your data, uh, inventory of your system. You need to classify data according to the sensitivity. So that's the first primary uh, thing you have to work on this one. Unless you have this thing is in place, you don't have data inventory, you don't have right kind of classification, uh, you can't protect the data. My third advice is that, um, you know, conduct regular risk assessment about your data usage. So whether you are collecting your, uh, collecting your data, uh, collecting data of user, you are storing somewhere, where you are storing, are you storing in a single place or you are storing at multiple place? What is the right strategy for you? Whether keeping it at single vaulted place uh, make you more secure? So you need to think about this one. So conduct a regular assessment, come up with a strategy on this one. The Another thing I could think of, uh, you know, promote a privacy by design culture. Unless you uh, promote a privacy by design, engineering teams should know how to put different controls while building up the system. So this approach need to be built into the business process only in your engineering process, business process, and uh, everyone need to understand about the privacy by design. So if finance team, they are storing some financial data, they need to understand about, uh, you know, the way they need to protect this data or they need to secure this data. Uh, then another uh, crucial part is uh, the the ex robust access control. So although uh, that's beyond the um, you know data protection is beyond access control, but access control is the very first thing uh, you know after classification you need to start thinking about. Unless unless you uh, restrict the data um, access in a proper manner, you won't be able to protect it, right? Um, some of the other tools like encryption, both in REST, both in uh, kind of, um, you know, transition, you need to put a right encryption. Uh, so unless, so you need to evaluate the performance and encryption, but wherever it's necessary, you need to build the encryption surrounding your data. 
And other thing I can think of, build a proper uh, incident response for your organization. So, and uh, those are some something uh, key which I can, um, you know, I can advise to the CISO. Yeah, I think that's great. Like, I think you kind of, you, you shape the picture of sort of like the, the full data life cycle where, you know, the first step is like classification. If you don't know where the data is and you don't know where you're storing, like it's going to make it hard to protect it. And then once you figure that out, how do you essentially put in the right access controls to make sure that only the right people have access to it? And, you know, who sees it? You know, what are they seeing? Where are they seeing it? How are they seeing it? And so forth. And then you need to have, you know, auditing, logging on that information as well. So, you know, if anything you know, malicious or shouldn't be happening is happening. And then in the worst case scenario, how do you respond to an incident? Well, you essentially have to assume that someone with enough time and expertise and dedicated enough, they're going to be able to compromise your system in some fashion. But how do you react to that in that kind of worst case scenario? So it's kind of, you know, I think it's always uh, dangerous to try to predict the future. But how do you see or what do you see sort of like anticipate happening in, in APAC or maybe in India with regards to privacy regulations in the next like three to five years? Oh, although I cannot predict the future, uh, or, uh, you know, but still I can think about few things which are going to be uh, strengthened. And definitely I think about um, the data protection law. This is going to be, uh, you know, um, we can see some more things to be added over here, especially about uh, localization, data localization. Uh, another thing, government, which uh, they are focusing upon, um, you know, strengthening the, uh, you know, putting up one board. Okay, so they want to, um, you know, strengthen the the authorities. Um, and uh, beyond this one, um, you know, I can think about they are going to come. Although the current penalties are also, uh, you know, very good amount to uh, to the all the companies, but. Um, this is going to, uh, you know, the fines are going to uh, increase only. Another key thing I can think of, uh, you know, uh, the industry specific regulation, which is kind of uh, missing right now. So there could be some regulations like gaming regulations could be, uh, the privacy regulation could be very different from the financial uh, regulation. And financial regulation could be very uh, different from the, uh, you know, e-commerce regulations. Um, another thing I can think about the cybersecurity and privacy, this has to be merged somewhere. So we can see the convergence in the upcoming time. Uh, Technology-wise, I can see uh, the Gen AI, Gen AI thing is going to uh, improve and this is going to help us on the data privacy side as well. It is going to help us uh, putting the uh, right control. Uh, but other technologies like quantum, techno uh, quantum uh, computing or, um, you know, uh, the NLP, those kind of things are going to go through. Uh, privacy, technology, solutions, product are also going to, uh, you know, Im improve uh, this one. And uh, one thing I can see definitely the international collaboration, having the, some specific, uh, you know, regulation across the uh, global. So those are the key things I could think 
of next three to five years where uh, you know all the uh, countries they want to work together having the common uh, privacy law and with the help of technology and specific regulations uh, it is going to help the industry well excellent uh, fantastic i think that's great uh prediction about the future uh i i think it's a positive one which is nice to hear as well uh but uh, Coldy, I want to thank you so much for being here and for sharing your expert, uh, you know, all your expertise and experience. I think it was a really fascinating discuss, uh, you know, discussion. I think we touched on a lot of, covered a lot of ground in, in, during the time. So we'll have to, you know, have you back down the road. I'm sure we could keep talking for another hour, no problem. So uh, thank you so much and cheers. Thanks, son. It was a great conversation and um, uh, thanks. Uh, good to, uh, you know, be part of this conversation. Thank you.